This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Serie A edition. You're with Dan Robick and freelance Italian football journalist, Daniele Fisichella. We've got to talk about the Champions League first of all. Daniele, Inter, fantastic win against uh, Milan. We thought over the course of the last week that Inter were getting a better and better chance. The odds were slightly moving in their favour, but I don't think we thought that they would have the start that they did last night. Fantastic performance. Hi, Dan. They surprised Milan, they stunned them, I think, uh, tactically and technically in the first 20 minutes, could have scored three goals. I think Pioli's men perhaps didn't expect such a vigorous start from Inter. But, you know, tactic aside, also Inter very clinical. You know, the first goal is from a corner, so really the tactic doesn't matter, although I'm not sure Calabria should be marking uh, Dzeko. But, uh, yes, Milan uh, obviously affected by the um, lack of Leao, and I think it affected them psychologically, and it boosted Inter as well, uh, for sure. But... Still alive in the tie because despite a 2 0 defeat at home, it really doesn't count. And actually, uh, happy that in the second half they were able more with the nerves than with the technique to match Inter. And then a couple of chances, but Onana only one save. Tonali, yes, hit the post. I feel Pioli needs to a stroke a genius. He need, need, need to have a stroke of genius, he need to invent something because if he stays as expected, you know, with the ordinary and with, with the tactics that we know. I think it's going to be very, very, very difficult for Milan. And what's the story with Liao? Do we think he'll be back for the next leg? Well, I think he should be back because he's been uh, training. Now, in Italy, the most Googled word has been elongazione dell'adduttore, elongation of the abdu- abductor muscle. Everyone <laughs> looked on Google. I even purely did that to understand what is exactly the elongation of the abductor muscle. Because it can be anything. It could be anything. It could be means that you stop for two days, for a week. Actually, Leao was in training after three days. I think they're going to do an Aussie man on him as much as Aussie man missed the first leg against Milan and he was okay he could have played they're gonna have him 
partially fit, 70% fit for the second leg, but yeah, uh, in terms of a boost for his, for Milan Morales is going to be big. And also, it will not allow Inter to press too high because uh, in Milan will lay out. They can turn possession and having the transitions very, very quickly and hurt Inter as they did against Napoli. Plus 300, second favourites Inter, incidentally, to win the Champions League. One foot in the final, well, maybe. We've still got that second leg to come, of course, uh, Giuseppe Miazza. Match day 35 coming up of Serie A. Weekend slate for you, 10 games, all live on the Bet Rivers app. Daniel has got five picks for us over the course of the week, and we're going to kick off on Friday night as well. 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. Lazio against Lecce here. Now, Lazio were in pole position for the Champions League. We've talked about them extensively recently, but having been the form team in Italy, suddenly three defeats in their last four. Is it slipping through their fingers, do you think, at uh, the Roman club? Daniele, what are your thoughts on Lazio? They're getting very nervous, and the game against Milan, underwhelming, zero shots on target for Lazio. And yes, despite uh, Leao picking up an injury after 10 minutes, then uh, Lazio were uh, caught cold, caught in possession. Uh, Milan suffocated them with the press. Lazio were not able, really, to put many passes uh, together. And yes, it's the second defeat as San Siro for them against direct rival. But now they got the advantage that they play a struggling team, Lecce, although it's not the worst team, of course, in Italy. And they still have a cushion on Spezia. And they play on Friday before everyone else so they can get out the way, get the three points and obviously uh, restore their advantage. Look, they need nine points in four games, Lazio, to make it and they play Lecce, then Udinese away, Cremonese home, Empoli away. So it's very easy. It's a very easy calendar. If they don't make it, you could say they have bottled it. Uh, they haven't lost a home since October, Lazio, so I don't think they're going to lose this one after they were very unlucky against Torino. But it is true that they look a little bit tired, a little bit fatigued, very difficult to understand. They have not played in Europe since uh, the end of uh, February. Lecce, on the other hand, only one win in the last 11. Only three goals scored in 11 games. They do not have a goal scorer. They don't have a number nine that can rack up the goals. The top goal scorer is Trefezza. The midfielder will also scored a couple of penalties. Lazio, still the second best defense in Serie A. Now, plus four on Spezia, Lecce. And the next game is only... Lecce, Spezia. So if they lose, if they lose, if they lose at the Olimpico, Spezia plays Milan. We're going to talk about this in a minute. They go on plus four. They beat Lecce. They're saved with two games to go. You know, plus seven, saved. Five, done. Done and dusted. Alec Cremonese pulls a miracle, but I don't think so. So where do they focus? Do they focus on the game? Lazio, do they focus in the game of Spezia, which is definitely winnable? Look, my pick here, there is obviously... Although Lecce has beaten Lazio in the in the reverse fixtures, I think there is a, a massive gulf in class between these two these two teams. And normally, the better in this case, the better teams win, especially when there is so much at stake for them in terms of Champions League. But it might not be a spectacular, fashionable win. It could be maybe a stingy win. They're gonna go for a Lazio win and under three point five goals. Recently, they've not been scoring many, which pays plus one oh four. Just over even money. I think it's a really good bet. You do fancy Lazio to get back on track against one of the lesser lights. And it's a key factor that you've brought up here. The fact that Lecce plays Spezia at home the following weekend and a win in that game will be enough to keep them up. So as Daniele rightly points out, that's where their focus is going to be. Speaking of Spezia, they take on Milan Saturday, 6 p.m. local, 12 p.m. 
Eastern, Spezia plus 320, Milan minus 108, the draw plus 270 here. An awful lot factored in to the prices. Spezia obviously battling against the drop. Milan have got the Champions League semi-final second leg to cup as well. I thought the Spezia were a little bit unlucky against Cremonese last unlucky. weekend. Daniel. No, no, you're right. I don't know what you thought about that No, one. no, they were massively unlucky because uh, Carnesecchi, the goalkeeper from Cremonese, pulled out oh. a couple of good saves and he's a top goalkeeper, really. Carnesecchi, in the next couple of seasons, you'll see him in a top six in Italy for sure. Spezia, Opposite to Lecce, I think they do have goal scorers, especially with the return on Zola, who scored 13 this season, and as well a couple of contributions from Agudelo, uh, from Shomudorov, from Yassi. So yes, they could have scored, but then again, considering two goals from uh, Cremonese, who's been one of the worst um, attacks in Serie A, that's also a pitfall from Spezia. Now, Spezia are three points behind Verona, four points behind uh, Lecce. They do need a point here, at least, to stay in contention because then Verona plays at home against Torino. Spezia, not helped by the fact that they play before uh, Verona. Should they finish level on points, they're going to be a tie-break. There's going to be a play-off this time, so it's not going to be the goal difference or the head-to-head. So they can finish, of course, tie and be saved. Bad omen for Spezia because against top teams in the last two years, always got bad results. They've never been beaten heavily, apart from that win to one against Inter. But yeah, against the top teams, normally they are the losing side. And now Milan, I mean, they need to recover after a bad start in the derby. They will be kicking themselves for the way they start the derby, of course. they such a such an important game. Maybe the nerves played a part. And now Pioli has got a bit of a dilemma here because the last time they played... Uh, in Champions League, back-to-back games, he made 10 changes before the game at some at the Maradona against Napoli, and we correctly predicted a double chance for Bologna, which he then materialized. Is he going to make 10 changes again here, considering they are chasing Champions League at the moment? They are two points behind Inter, three points behind Lazio, and let's see what happened with Juventus. They cannot really afford to lose points here. I think it's going to make less changes. Some people today suggested on the radio in Italy, Pioli should play the, the strongest 11 against Pezia and Sampdoria, the next one, and the reserves against Inter. <laughs> but, but, but I think, I think it's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. But you, know. but you can see why people might think that. Yes. Because what what's the best chance here of Milan playing Champions League next football? To overturn the game against Inter and win the final or make sure that they get in the top four this time around? So you can see why people are thinking that. On the other hand, of course... It's a Champions League semi-final. You've got to play your best. You've got to play your best. In the shot, no. All the last nine games for Milan have been under 2.5 goals. Even last night is an under 2.5 goals. A lot of chances, but it will go down in history as a low-scoring game. So that's already 11 out of 13, the last 13 games in total, under 2.5 goals for a Milan side that struggled to create chances. Giroud looked quite isolated against Inter. They were unbeaten in nine games, currently unbeaten in seven in Serie A. So that's the, the longest unbeaten streak in Serie A. So since the, uh, the, um, the international break, they haven't lost a single match. Look, uh, they, need to, they need to show something else. They need to show some character. And I think they're going to go to La Spezia in Liguria and pull up a win. But uh, probably a very low scoring game again here. Perhaps a one one nil or two nil, but Milan really cannot afford not winning this one, and they will play a mixture of starters and reserves, but not no ten changes for Pioli, that's for sure. Milan win. Uh, I think I think there is value in this one minus one oh eight. 
Minus 108, we're going for a Milan win. It is really interesting because of the top four chase, because of the Champions League semi-final second leg. But I think you're right. They need a response much more than Inter do, obviously, because Inter are already up by those two goals in the Champions League semi-final. But they are still battling for top four as well. They face Sassuolo on Saturday, a little later, 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. They're short price favourites. They're at home. Minus 235, Sassuolo plus 650, draw plus 390 here. Over is minus 177, short for over two and a half goals. Inter, obviously, if we've talked about, really good against Milan in midweek. But will they look to protect their squad for the return? And they're the form team in Serie A, and they've still got to make sure of Champions League spots, even though they've risen into the top four off the back of those good results. Again, so many factors for betters to consider here, Daniele, when it comes to Inter first up. Inter and Inzaghi have got the rotations of players worked out well. Since April, now they're playing every three days. I think Inzaghi's got everyone fit and he's rotating Lautaro with uh, Lukaku, Correa with Dzeko, Gosens if he's fit with Di Marco. Then, of course, you got one of the centre-backs, De Vrij, Kanzina, therefore Bastoni and Racerbi. And, of course, Brozovic could start for Mkhitaryan or Chalanoglu. So the rotation are always there. Inter have got a deep squad and that helps a lot. Perhaps there is chances also for Bellanova, maybe even for Aslani. So, yes, they will do rotate players, but they don't going to lose too much quality, as much as Milan when they rotate 10 players. Look, I think playing a Sassuolo in between Champions League games could be tricky. Uh, when Roma did it, in between the games with Real Sociedad, they lost, and Sassuolo scored four past them at the Olimpico. Also, Sassuolo scored five against Milan in February when they were approaching the Champions League games. Because Sassuolo, it's a very difficult team to read because they are basically every year saved already in February, in January. They play with three up front. They are quick. They are young. It's a team that doesn't really... Uh, defend or doesn't really uh, like to, to to stay in their own in 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 their own half but their form is very patchy in the last uh, six they got two wins three defeats uh, one draw lost the last three away from home but against Juventus they were really good one nil they could have scored a couple more so I think it's gonna be tricky to play against the likes of Loriente uh, Berardi you know who's gonna be really really direct but Inter on the other hand are taking the chances. And that's been the biggest difference between the Inter that was losing against Mons, against Juventus, against Fiorentina, etc. And the Inter now, that they score 14 goals in the last four games. And of course, in the last seven games, they will be top of the league alongside Milan. But it could be tricky, I think. Inter doesn't necessarily need to win this one because they got that two-points cushion on Milan. So even... A draw, I would say, will not be the end of the world for Inzaghi, as long as they don't collect the 12th defeat of the season. And if they win, it could be a both-to-score game. It could be an over 2.5 both-to-score. That's why I'm going to go for Sassuolo and Janandica plus 125, minus 112, which means even if Inter wins by only one goal margin, you are still winning half your stake. Of course, Inter doesn't win, you win the full stake. Interesting way to go about that one. Sassuolo on the Asian handicap, plus one and a quarter goals, trades at minus one, one, two. That's the play for the Inter-Sassuolo game. Two more matches to cover off. Monza against Napoli Sunday, uh, which is at 3 p.m. local, 9 a.m. Eastern. Obviously, Napoli have got to be short price favourites here, minus 137. Monza have been good recently. They're unbeaten in six. What's the story with Napoli at the moment? 
Uh, Daniele, are they catching the ferry to, to Capri and Ischia? Are they on the beach at the moment, the players? Or the story... are they going to put... <laughs> No, but the big Are they going story, to put the foot to the floor? But I don't know. The big story in Napoli is whether their sporting director is going to join Juventus, Juntoli, which is going to be quite a bit of a loss, of course, for Napoli. You know, he's been there a few seasons, and obviously he's the guy who got uh, Cravascelli, Simen, and etc. And there is even talks of whether Spalletti is going to stay or not. It seems that he's going to stay, but he got a little bit cold in the last few weeks between him and De Laurentiis. I think Spalletti wants the reassurance that the team is not going to be diminished, but actually it's going to be strengthened. Obviously, you know, losing the sporting director, it could be a blow. But, no, I mean, uh, euphoria, you've seen the images, uh, party, it was great that they could have celebrated at home, but they've slowed down, obviously. In the last seven games, they only scored one goal or less. Fiorentina, at the weekend, had five, six chances to score, to equalize, even to win the game. And you already seen it, Spalletti's given space to those players that he hasn't used at all or very little during the season. And this has been perhaps Napoli's strength, but also the pitfall, the lack of turnover. And they arrived very, very tired at the end of the season, but obviously they've already won the title, so they don't need really to rack up the points. But don't un- do not underestimate the individual motivation of players like Osimen, who's top goal scorer, 23 goals, four goals more than Lautaro, and Cravascelli, who's top assistman with 10 goals, a couple more than the uh, other players. Obviously, they will want to add to their tallies. And on the other hand, Monza, unbeaten in six, scoring nine of the last ten. Uh, I watched, I remember I watched this was the reverse fixtures match day two at the beach he finished 4-0 for Napoli and there was still Stroppa on the Monza's bench and I thought they, they, they're hopeless they're gonna go down he changed after seven games gave the gave the, the bench to Palladino and he worked out really really well actually in the last seven games Napoli and Monza have got the same number of points since the international break I'm going to go for both to score here. Manos and 17. Napoli are going to create chances. They don't look as comfortable uh, we, without the ball as they used to be in a couple of weeks. And I think, yeah, Monza, mm, they're going to have a go. Both to score. Manos and 17. 10 of Monza's 17 home games so far this season. Both teams to score. Yes. So it looks a value play. One more game to look at. Juventus against Cremonese. This is the late game on Sunday, 8.45 local, 2.45 Eastern. Juve are favourites, minus 2.65. Cremonese desperate for the points, but it does seem like they are going to go down. Plus 8.50. The draw is plus 400 here. We mentioned that Cremonese are a little lucky against Spezia last time out, but they have been better under Balladini, Daniel. There's no doubt about that, but results didn't quite quite go their way, did they, uh, last weekend with Verona, of course, picking up that win at Lecce. And they're still six points from safety. I mean, they they have to get something from this game, really, do they? They do. They have to, because, yeah, they are minus six. They could actually be almost relegated this weekend if things don't go their way. But they've been unlucky, you know, because uh, against Milan, they were winning and they got equalised. So they were two more points. Against, you know, Verona-Lecce, everyone would have thought maybe... Is a draw, and then again, two point less, and they would have been there. It would have been a real miracle. They are going out with a lot of dignity, really. This is a team that has managed to knock out Napoli and Roma out of the Coppa Italia. The Coppa Italia semi-final against Fiorentina was a tight game. The return was nil-nil. 
two draws against uh, Milan as well. So they have picked themselves up. And I think Ballardini has given a better structure. They're more flexible as well. They can change style during the game. And they do have goal scorers, the like of Chofani, Okereke, Dessers. None of them is going to finish in double figures, but they're going to rack up five, six, seven say seven, eight goals each. And I think that's a decent tally for a newly promoted side. Let's not forget, have changed pretty much the entire squad in the summer. Um, look, I'm going to take a risk here because uh, uh, we are recording this on a Thursday afternoon. I haven't watched Juventus playing against Sevilla in the Europa League. Um, see, anything could happen. It's a semi-final, of course. But I'm going to go for a ball to score here. Plus 115 is a very big price. Look, Juventus have been extremely clinical this this season against struggling teams. They only dropped four points against teams from the 14 place down. And that was early season, those points dropped against Sampdoria and Salernitana. Then they always dispatched the like of Cremonese, the like of Lecce, Verona, with wins to nil. In the reverse fixture, they won one nil. Cremonese had a few chances. But if you look at the recent form, in the last seven games, Cremonese have got one more point than you, eh? and they scored two goals more. So they are definitely giving it a go, and they have got, I think, the, the weapons to, to, to go and inflict a little bit of pain on Juventus. I think Juventus are going to win this one, but if they do, it could be an, an over 2.5 goals. Hence, I go for a both to score here, which pays really, really well, plus 115. Yeah, and only one clean sheet for Juve in their last seven in all competitions as well. And obviously, they've got a little bit of a cushion. Should, of course, there will be no points deduction at the end of the season. We still don't know what might happen there. But if they do, and they're as they are, and they have no points deduction, they've got a little bit of a cushion between themselves and uh, fifth place Milan in the race for Champions League qualification. Obviously, there's very many asterisks and, and caveats when it comes to Juventus at the moment. The latest like news one. is at a minus nine. They might settle <laughs> for a minus nine, but which that, that will that will make them seven. That is the then there is the appeal. Then there is the trial about the wages. Then there is the wave of things. I mean, it could be this summer yeah. could be really interesting. If, interesting. If, 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 you, if you like lows, sporting lows, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's your summer. You love it. They could be in and out of the Champions League yes, on yes. a week on a week to week basis. Yes, in yes. out, in out. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, let's just recap the picks. Then we like both teams to score. Uh, my, at uh, plus 115 in Juve Kermane. Both teams to score Monza Napoli at minus 117. We go in Sassuolo on the Asian handicap with one and a quarter ball uh, goal start at minus 112 in their fixture against Inter. Uh, Milan just to beat Spezia in their game on Saturday. And we're going to kick things off with a Lazio-Lecce game with Lazio to win an under three and a half goals plus 104. That's probably my favourite bet of the weekend. Finally, Daniele, before we let you go, because Inter, and we've talked about them at the start of the season and the middle of the season, you looked at all the newspapers and Inzaghi was definitely going to go. But it seems as if Pepe Maratra has come out this week and says, well, actually, you know, we, we this guy might stay for, for next season. We he's, he's done well in so many competitions. It's amazing how often, how quickly it's turned around for him. I mean, do you think Inzaghi is going to be there? Because there have been so many names that have been linked with Inter over the course of the summer. Does it depend on him Winning the Champions League, winning the Coppa Italia. What are your thoughts on, on Inzaghi at the minute? Yeah, Inter has been linked with the Zerbi, Thiago Motta, even Christian Kivu as an interim. But Inzaghi has demonstrated that he has the mental strength of doing things his own way. He trusted his system. He trusted and continues to trust the group of players. And the players 
trust him, even when things were not going well. I remember before Inter Barcelona, a defeat he would have gone. Before Inter Porto, the same. Before Inter Benfica, Benfica Inter, the same. Despite all of this, he hasn't changed. He has stuck to his principle and knew that as soon as the players were regaining form, Inter uh, momentum would have come. Now, whether he's been touched or scarred by all this criticism and the fact that the environment maybe didn't fully back him, he might want to go in his own terms. And here we know, there's been already a manager at Inter that left it after winning a Champions League in his own terms. <laughs> so it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't surprise me. But let's put it that way. If Inzaghi decides to leave or Inter decides to get rid of Inzaghi, I think there'll be a queue to try to hire a manager that in cup competition has been so far very, very successful and he has taken Inter to a very good level with a team this season that has been less less strong than last season. It's the same team without Perisic. Perisic, by the way, was the best player last season. A bunch of players bought on a cheap or for nothing and Inzaghi has been able to assemble a very, very competitive team together. So, uh, I don't know if Inter lets go in Zaghi. I don't know who's going to be the bigger loser there, of course, but he's going to be in demand, I think. Fascinating to find out what happens in the summer and to enter, of course, next week. Of course, all of our podcasts when it comes to the European action will be available early next week. That's a lot, though, from us for uh, today. We're back when it comes to Serie A, of course, for week 36 uh, a week or so uh, today. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers podcasts at Because We Win. Daniele, thanks very much. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Dan. Speak soon. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.